Hi, my name is Roger Yates. I'm an ethical vegan from Dublin, Ireland, originally from Yorkshire, England. You can Google me on, on human non human relations. You're listening to the superb coexisting with non human animals. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Vegetarian. Vegan. Yeah, well. Let's get it right. You used the word animals, but I suppose what you should have said is non-human animals. Welcome to the eighth episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. On my first podcast, J Won't Dart's podcast... I covered the story of Jumbo, a circus elephant in New Zealand. I absolutely hate the name Jumbo, and I prefer to call her Mrs. Elephant. The idea of naming an elephant Jumbo after the famous circus elephant really bothers me. I met Mrs. Elephant, and she is definitely more than just a stereotypical item of a circus's property. For one thing, she's now free from the circus. Here's a little bit of backstory of Mrs. Elephant's history, up until now. She is 36 years old, and was apparently bought decades ago in Honolulu for a shipment of logs. Her main trainer for 30 years has been Tony Ratcliffe. I met him in person as I tried taking photos of Mrs. Elephant. He wouldn't let me on the circus grounds because I answered yes to his shout of, You animal rights! I managed to fire off a quick photo with him partially in the corner as he shouted at me. I don't know Tony Ratcliffe personally, but he didn't seem like someone I'd agree with. I try and be nice to everyone I meet, so I won't make judgments about him, but he has had a colourful history. Before I went to look at the circus, I had read an article from the Sunday Star Times, a Sunday newspaper, and Ratcliffe doesn't get portrayed very well. It's full of all kinds of jokes at him, that he's old, forgetful, dopey, misguided, and overweight. I find it hard to believe it was published, and just imagine doing an interview with some news reporter, presumably with them smiling to your face, to find the published article was written with a poison pen. I've included a link to the article online in my sources. You can see those on my blog, coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com, or in the lyrics section of this episode. Here is the opening to that article. The observation that pets often resemble their owners is perhaps an unkind way to begin a story about an elephant keeper. But, for Tony Ratcliffe and his beloved African elephant Jumbo, inseparable for 30 years, the comparison seems unavoidable. Watching 62-year-old Ratcliffe, dressed in stubbies and a straining polo shirt, take his precious charge through her paces around a council domain, one can't help but be slightly awed by the display of bulk, the trumpeting bellow, the leathery, sun-ravaged hide. Jumbo is an impressive specimen as well. That article mentions Ratcliffe yelling at Mrs. Elephant when she had trouble getting back into her circus trailer, Get your leg up, Jumbo! before she eventually got in. I don't think I'd agree with Tony Ratcliffe on much, but I don't know him personally, and this article is not about him. It's about the elephant he looked after for three decades. 
The circus that Mrs. Elephant was in went broke. The assets were sold off, and Ratcliffe and Mrs. Elephant were hired slash bought by Loritz Circus. Each year, they were just three or four months away from performing. The rest of the time, the circus travelled New Zealand. If you search on YouTube for Jumbo Elephant New Zealand, you should be able to find a lot of videos people have taken of the poor elephant. I won't replay them here, but they are almost all negative, with people commenting about how sad or sick Mrs. Elephant looks. In at least one video, she is shown swaying. When sad elephants in captivity rock from side to side, it looks a little like they are slowly dancing, or trying to shake dirt off themselves. Apparently they do this when they are absolutely going out of their mind. It's a sign they are very lonely and very bored, and it's never been observed in the wild. Safe. Save animals from exploitation. A New Zealand animal group have protested against animals in New Zealand circuses for years. The Free Jumbo campaign can be found on the SAFE website. I'll link to that in my sources. It's a good source to see what SAFE have said over time about Mrs. Elephant. Essentially, all the focus from SAFE goes on the elephant, but the group's banners say they oppose to all animals and circuses. The circus had been in constant trouble in recent years. All kinds of attacks have occurred on circus property, with billboards and other signage being vandalised. Paint had been poured on vehicle fuel tanks and splashed on the circus vehicles. Anonymous animal rights activists had tried to break in and literally set the elephant free. They succeeded in letting smaller animals out, but not the elephant. SAFE protested the circus all throughout New Zealand. The city of Dunedin banned the elephant from being shown on its property, citing exotic animal welfare concerns, and the circus had to find another storage place for her. Well, they found a place. The poor elephant's trailer was kept at a local city pub, a place where people get drunk. I joined Invercargill Safe in a protest against circus animals. I had searched online trying to find other people in Invercargill who would join me in protesting against the circus, and I came across SAFE and the Free Jumbo campaign. I joined the Invercargill branch of SAFE for two Sundays, after my work, and helped hold up banners and signs about animals and circuses. I met some good friends at SAFE, and we all had a great time protesting the circus. Two members from Invercargill SAFE have unicycles, and they rode those around on the busy street, handing out pamphlets critical of animals and circuses. The funny thing is, people who were going to the circus were taking the information, assuming the people on unicycles were circus clowns, and not animal welfare or animal rights protesters. Afterwards, I asked George and Sharon Kirsten, the then leaders of Invercargill Safe, to speak about their thoughts. Hi, I'm George, I'm from Invercargill, been involved with SAFE for a few years now, and uh, I've always felt really bad about um, circuses, the ill treatment of animals as, as a kid, and uh, as I've grown older, I sort of didn't really want my own kids going to it, I wasn't really sure why, and then one day I was in Christchurch, met up with SAFE people, and got involved with them, 
and with all the in, in, information they had on circuses, you soon realised why you, you didn't like it with the unethical treatment of them. So when the circus came to Invercargill, it was, um, not sure if you used the word liberating, to go down there and to finally, after all these years, do something about it, although it wasn't much. We just stood there with our banners and posters. and But it did, it felt good to do it, and it's a shame more people don't stand up for what they believe in, for whatever, whatever they believe in, because I found it great that day, and... Oh, admittedly, I don't think we actually done much, but we did find some new members for the group, which was always always cool to meet new people and like-minded people. And I think a couple of people who did walk past who thought we were, you know, crap, we actually convinced one guy that we, you know, we weren't crap. <laughs> Hi, look, this is Sharon Kirsten here. Um, I went along in protest against the cruelty to the elephant at the circus, and um, I, once again, like George, felt very uh, liberated as well. I was actually going out there and... Um, even though as such we couldn't free the elephant, it was actually public awareness which was really important and it was really good to get feedback from people around when I mentioned it and they said, oh look, that is awesome, wish we could do that. I think that's the biggest thing, that we, the problem that we have in a lot of societies is that we're not actually quite willing to go out on that limb and do that. But for me standing there and I dressed up as a clown which was really kind of going out there for me as well, it was a neat feeling and it's a bit like today when you're handing out flyers and stuff around pig awareness for the cruelty that they have to endure. You feel like you're getting out there and you might be reaching a, a small percentage of people that will start changing their minds. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a choice for everybody, like the circus, if you want to take your kids or not, or for whether you want to eat pork or not. But it's about if you've got the information to read it and really get into it, then would you make that same choice? I think that's really important by educating yourself whether or not these choices are ideal and from the education that I've looked at to me it's not okay to have elephants or any animals in a circus um, I feel very strongly against it and I wouldn't even take my children to the circus So, George and Sharon didn't feel like we had accomplished much We had some funny people who yelled abuse at us as they drove past but generally most people honked their cow horns in support of our protest I had a few of my friends drive past and honk. One of the funniest of our detractors was an elderly man who started yelling at George. He said something about, GET A REAL JOB! Which is weird, because the elderly man was probably retired, it was a Saturday afternoon, and I had actually just finished my work for that day. I've noticed, GET A REAL JOB! is a common gripe with protesters, as if anyone who speaks up in public must live off government handouts refusing to work for a living. I have no idea where that idea came from, and it's not exactly the mother of all insults. Recently, we found out that Mrs. Elephant was being freed from the circus. She had been given to the SPCA for care, and then she will live at Franklin Zoo in South Auckland. I'm really happy to hear Mrs. Elephant is away from the circus, where she was forced to live in a tiny trailer, hauled around the country for people to gawk at her. Wow, an elephant in my city. This is the best day of my life. Money is being raised to take care of her expenses. I'll play a clip from Campbell Live 
about Mrs Elephant. And we begin tonight with Jumbo the Circus Elephant, freed at last, but to what? Circuses used to always have an elephant trained to stand on drums or barrels, staring sadly into space or standing on each other, a circus lady triumphant atop them. This was probably cruel and the days chained inside a trailer travelling from one location to the next certainly were. Elephants like to stretch their legs. African elephants walk up to 80k a day when food is scarce. So gradually, elephants in the travelling circus have been retired, put out to pasture. But where? Jumbo, New Zealand's only African elephant, has spent three decades, basically, living in a trailer with the circus. Tomorrow, hopefully, a new life begins. But has the damage been done? Helen Vaughan on life in and after the circus. That suggests boredom. That suggests um, stress. That, that, that might be anticipation of the next next thing, event that's going to happen in her day, but uh, it's not one that I'd like to see normally in an ideal situation at all. Jumbo the unhappy elephant just sways from side to side. This has been her life for the past 28 of her 36 years, tethered by her leg to her trailer. Well, one can only look at what, uh, what elephants would do in the wild, and that would be walking and roaming thousands of kilometres across, uh, across Africa. And you can base your own judgement on what it's like to live in a wee trailer like that. These marks in the side of her trailer are where she put her tusks through it and she's ripped a large hole in the side. Jumbo's been confined to this trailer touring New Zealand with Weber's Circus for most of her life. But circumstances mean the circus can't keep her anymore. Jumbo's been voluntarily handed over to the SPCA. Her muscle mass is not what it should be. Her skin is also uh, leaves a lot to be desired. You can see that there's lots of dead skin around her face and uh, just above her left eye you can see. Um, so that's not brilliant. Her feet are in need of some attention. This is as close as we could get to Jumbo. She's not used to being around anyone except her trainer. There are certainly uh, areas that could have been better. For example, she could have been provided with, um, with dust baths. She could have been provided with a, a great a tree or a log, something to rub on. Um, she, should, she could have been provided with um, uh, a way of um, uh, uh, getting more exercise, maybe, maybe a bit more what we call behavioural enrichment, so that she actually has to go and do things so she walks around more. We tracked Jumbo down in Helensville, west of Auckland, but tomorrow marks the start of her new life. She'll be moved to her new home at Franklin Zoo, under the watchful eye of SPCA inspectors, where she'll be able to roam free in a purpose-built enclosure. I think that once she's uh, got that chain off her leg, and that gets it off for good, and uh, then has, uh, she's got about 3.6 acres in her new enclosure to move around in. I think once that happens, that she's, she's got to be going to be a much happier little elephant. In the long term, animal inspector Charles Cadwallader says there will be a massive change in her behaviour. Um, I reckon that we're probably looking at around about a year, um, but certainly within two years, that she will be um, up to a standard which we'd, we'd like to see her, and then we can look at the next stage of her journey. But he says the SPCA needs help to pay for her upkeep. I'm going to um, I'm going to hazard a guess that um, that we're looking at uh, an, an initial outlay in the first three months of around about the $200,000 mark. So they're appealing for donations to help look after their new addition. Her food alone costs around $200 a day. I've just stopped the clip. At this point in the footage, we see keepers throwing brown bananas near her. The bananas are whole, with the appeal on and you can see they still have brand stickers on. That can hardly be good to eat. Mrs. Elephant is also swaying the whole time. She doesn't look happy. But then of course you've got on top of that two keepers permanently that'll be um, assigned to her. 
Um, you'll have the veterinary care, you'll have specialist behaviourist care. But Jumbo's future is uncertain. She's an African elephant, the only one in New Zealand. Experts are considering whether her best option is an animal sanctuary overseas or a permanent home at Franklin Zoo. And I'm sure that the public will get behind us to give this girl the very best we can. She's given New Zealand 28 years of her life, and um, albeit uh, perhaps not necessarily voluntarily, um, and I think that perhaps New Zealand can now give her the, the next 28 years. I was very happy with that news overall, although I'm not sure what will actually happen to Mrs Elephant, if she will make it overseas or not. I plan on donating some money towards her upkeep, even if it doesn't look very good based on the Campbell Live footage of volunteers lobbing bananas near her as she swayed sadly. As the clip said, she's been held here involuntarily. She wouldn't want to be here, and she deserves so much better. I asked my good friends George and Sharon how they felt now that Mrs Elephant has been given away by the circus. Here's what Sharon had to say. Hi, this is Sharon Kirsten. Um, I've just come over to do another um, podcast. And um, we've just actually, I'd missed it the other night on TV, the Campbell Live, when they were talking about how Jumbo had been freed from the circus. But I, I was just saying to, um, to George and Jordan, we're just sitting here and we've just watched it. It actually made me feel very, very sad, but I'd actually felt so happy last week when I'd got the email from Safe saying, the elephant's free and there's all these emails coming in because George and I are coordinator for SAFE here in Invercargill and it was this happiness and the joy and I was falling on to all the people that are involved with SAFE down here and I was, I was really excited and then um, Ruth from Queenstown emailed and just getting caught up and it was suddenly, it just hit me that well we'd been a really small part perhaps but we'd still been a part of that outcome throughout New Zealand all the SAFE members getting out there and people actually not involved with SAFE necessarily out there trying to make a difference for, for Jumbo and it was just like Wow, and the most amazing feeling I've ever had to be part of something like that, that actually I said to my children, look what's happened. And then to watch the uh, the clip kind of brought it home just about how horrible it's been. Uh, you know, you kind of, you're there, you, you saw you saw Jumbo, but then just watching the skin, and, and I just couldn't believe the bananas being chucked, and we were just like, oh my God, there's stickers still on it. You know, um, it's just a horrible thought that, that this has been Jumbo's life for 28 odd years, you know, and how horrible it must have been. And I suppose the next thing I, I started thinking about is like, then all of a sudden you're going to have all this space and it's probably like a chicken that's just been rescued from one of those horrible little, you know, um, cages. They're probably just stand there still spinning out because the reality is it's like, oh my gosh, you know, what do you do with all this space? What are you going to do? Um, and then I thought, oh, and you're still going to be alone, you know. So imagine that and I think how yeah, as a person, because we, we, we're social socials beings like animals, you know, that that's more time, possibly two years of actually being on your own again. But um, I suppose the positive is it's, it's the next stage towards perhaps some some sort of normality for, for Jumbo um, in that too. So it was I've gone from being so excited just watching that and it made me quite humble again to think, wow, yeah, no this is this is good and I and I really hope that they put a lot of things in place for Jumbo when he um, gets to his new home. And and I'm really hoping they just don't be throwing bananas with with the skins and, and the stickers at it because you're watching him moving around thinking, Oh my gosh, how much more does this elephant have to endure? I'm very glad Sharon could share her thoughts with us all. If Mrs. Elephant does go to an American Elephant Sanctuary, I believe it's in Tennessee, you can find their website at elephants.com elephant with an S on the end, dot com. The website says that the cost of care for each elephant 
is over $125,000 US dollars a year, and they want to look after 100. I don't know if Mrs. Elephant will make it all that way. It's going to cost over $100,000 to send her there, and I don't know if that's even first class, but you get those seats that recline fully into a bed. Whatever happens to her, I hope she has a much better life than she has had for all of these decades. I really am glad she is away from the circus, and I hope she can one day live with other African elephants. It must be horrible living alone for so long, in a trailer going from city to city. I really do feel for poor Mrs. Elephant. She's very beautiful. She doesn't look like a jumbo in any way. I love her very much. Thank you for listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. You can find the script for this episode, as well as downloads for every episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals, at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com. If you want to contact me, even just to say you listened, send an email to jwontdart at gmail.com, jwontdart at gmail.com. I'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Away from the notion of animals as things, and toward the moral personhood of animals. The choice is ours. If you're not vegan, go vegan. It's easy. It's better for you. It's certainly better for the planet. And most importantly, it's the morally right thing to do.